Hello everyone, welcome to Beyond the Adventure, a podcast exploring why people took on their own unique journeys and what they learned from their experiences. My name is Gareth Brown and thanks for listening. Hello everybody, today I have Pip Hylett joining me. Pip has a passion for running that you won't see in too many people and it's resulted in him running more than 30 ultra marathons, with a couple being more than 300 kilometers long. We talk about his motivations, how he trains, um, and even how much he sleeps when he's running a race that can last four or five days. Hope you enjoy the episode, and uh, also a quick note to say thanks for the initial feedback from those of you who have reached out. It's really helpful at this stage uh, as I'm just getting started, so thank you very much. All right, back to the episode. Hey Pip, we're live. Brilliant. Hello, how are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Very well, very well. Thanks very much for joining me. It's much appreciated. No, you're welcome. More yeah. than happy to talk about running. Uh, yeah, can't and, wait. And running adventures. Exactly. Um, it's been a couple of years since we've even spoken, but since then I've seen on your Instagram you've managed to get to Switzerland a few times to get some running in, which uh, I hope you enjoyed. Always. Um, yeah, I mean, this is one of the, the, the best things about running for me is that you, you can as, as long as there's you can find an excuse then then you can go and you can run and piggybacking off off work obviously or, or any other opportunities um just take your running shorts and uh, <laughs> make yeah. sure that you you can get out and get amongst them so for the uh for the listeners i'm going to give a bit of context but i want you to add some flavor here uh but when you say running what you mean is like running insane distances often uh, although I'd be quite interested to know what your training looks like and we'll talk about that in a bit but um, yeah you're part of kind of a, a really growing community what it looks like of ultra trail runners uh, which is a fascinating area and um, being here in Switzerland for me like I feel like I'm seeing it more and more and it definitely feels like there's more races popping up definitely feels like the entire industry is kind of um, becoming more professional in many ways like I think Ironman just purchased UTMB uh, which is really interesting but um, yeah what are your reflections on like what are you doing these days what type of runs are you doing uh, how did you get into it even <laughs> okay yeah so how I got into it is uh, um, just a chance encounter so I've I've always run and I've always been in, involved in, in running in some shape or form yeah um, but um, it was around about 2014, and um, I was at a, a school reunion, bumped into a friend of mine who um, I started chatting to, and you know, the, old, the old adage about how um, <clears throat> how do you know if someone's a runner? Well, don't worry, they'll tell you. Um, <laughs> we, we very, very quickly got into to chatting about running, and I'd just run the Dublin Marathon, I think. Um, so I was full of beans and yeah, uh, very, uh, you know, thinking I was uh, wonderful for, for running a marathon. And, and um, she said, "Oh, oh yeah, very good. I'm I'm training for a fifty mile run." <laughs> Which that all of that piqued my interest. I, at that point, I didn't know that even that, that this ultra, was a thing. This yeah. was a thing, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, a marathon surely was as far as anyone could run. Um, but no, she was she was running a fifty mile run. It was a, uh, a very local race, um, Thames Trot, uh, which happens to run, I guess, from from Oxford to Henley along the Thames Park, and it goes within maybe half a mile of my house. Um, so I went home from that evening and signed up that that night. Did you? That's straight away that night. You were just like, straight get away. home, sign me up. Yeah. yeah. How long did that yeah. give you? Did I hope you had a good few months to train? I had a good few months to train. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't that bad. So, um, uh, so yeah, and then and really it was just an excuse to to go and, and start doing a little bit more running and to pick it up again after after that that marathon. And and typically what you find is that these things are quite um, uh, they do have a habit of getting out of control. And, and even though you think potentially at the end of a marathon you're never going to run again, by the time you got home and, and uh, had a couple of days to think about it then you're, you're looking for the next race and uh, yeah exactly it's the classic like type two fun isn't it where uh, it doesn't matter how much pain you're in like for some reason a few days later or a few weeks later 
uh, it really hits you and you're like, oh, that was amazing. And the, and the feeling of when you finish is amazing. Uh, yeah. 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 So, and so that was it. So um, as it happens, um, she got quite ill and um, didn't end up running the race. So uh, there was, I was expecting to train with her and then run this 50 mile race with her, but she was ill. I ended up doing it by myself, and, but just had a blast, had an absolute ball, thoroughly enjoyed it. And then, yeah, it just spiraled from there. And when you um, say you had a, like, almost let's talk through that, the feelings of your first 50 mile run. Like when you said you had a ball, like when I, so, so for context, I did my, um, I did my first ever ultra uh, trail uh, five years ago, the Eiger, 50 kilometers. So what's that like, oh, you know, 30 miles, something. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, I had no idea what I was letting myself in for. I just thought like, oh, I'm in Switzerland now. Feels like that's what people do here. So I'll sign mm-hmm. myself up. And, um, and although I had fond memories of it, uh, it took me five years until a few weeks ago until I did another trail run. <laughs> so although I, although I cherished the experience, I wouldn't say like I had a ball running around it. Like it was, it was, uh, I remember certain feelings. I remember like at a certain point, probably 40 K in, I'm like a little bit delusional. Like, I'm like, Oh my God, how am I, I'm going to get down here. But at the same time, I definitely had a very, very unique, uh, runner's high. That was for sure. I definitely felt, um, different but i also felt mm. the pain in my knees oh, yeah. so, so when you're having a ball what how is your what are you thinking about when you're running around here are you running around with a smile on or like what's the uh, what's the dynamic <laughs> um yeah on on that particular race because it was the first one i i was taking it quite easy and yeah. I, I, I genuinely genuinely i did enjoy it it was i was running with a smile and because i'd never as soon as so <laughs> This is this is a theme of, of my races generally, but as soon as I'd got to a marathon, I got halfway, and then then this was all then like new territory. So it was a, yeah. and I was just for me, I it was not my best race by by any stretch, but it was it went well, and and I I really did enjoy it. It, it sure it hurt, but not as much as I thought it was going to. Um, and actually, yeah, I got the bug then, and I I had it. Yeah, that that was it. And it's, wow. it spiraled from there. So, but that's so the Thames trot bearing in mind it is on the Thames path. So it's flat as you like. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, very, different, yeah. very different to your Iger experience, which. Oh my God. It was, it was like, I had 3000 meters uh, mm-hmm. up and 3000 meters down and like, yeah. it was insane. Yeah. The, the hills, I mean, the mountains in Switzerland, I guess, but oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely a very dynamic it's a different feeling um yes that's for sure and and maybe before we go into more the, the ultras it, I think, so you said you always ran but like is this were you a frequent marathon runner like how did you uh what was the progression like from almost let's almost go back to school days like were you doing other sports like how did you transition into this um over time um so yeah i, I was always active um I ran a cross country for whatever cross country races at school and um, yeah. uh, I played a lot of rugby. That was my, my thing at school. But um, uh, then um, well, I can't remember exactly how, but some me and, and a couple of friends decided we were going to try and run the London Marathon, which was way back in like, I don't know, 2002 or three or something like that. So yeah, years ago. Um, and then it always just, just been um, keeping fit and running for fun because I do tend to have quite a lot of, of energy. And if I don't expend it, if I don't go and run or if I don't go to the gym, or if I don't do something with it, then bad things happen. I, I, it gets internalized and, and then, you know, yeah. it's just, there's just too much energy and it, it, it turns a little bit negative and ugh. so I have yeah, to. Yeah. I, have I know to exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. I've, I have a real, um, trying to explain this to my girlfriend the other day, like the times I feel at my worst is if I, if either I haven't exercised in like a week or I'm like really hungover. Like it's those two <laughs> feelings are almost the same to me. Like they, right. uh, yeah. um, yeah. like I just feel mentally like I don't, I'm not, I'm not as creative. I'm not as, mm. uh, I don't, I, don't, I can't sleep. Like, I'm, yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. Um, it definitely gets you down if you're not, um, yeah, if you're not exercising fairly frequently, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So after the um, you know, birth of my first child, I was 
focus very much on looking after uh, uh, wife and, and child and, and, and stopped doing regular mm-hmm. exercise and ended up with antidepressants after, you know, after a matter of uh, weeks, possibly. And then for months was stuck on, on, uh, on, the, on antidepressants because I wasn't doing it. And then wow. it took a while to realize that actually, yeah, okay, that there's, there is a link here. You need to start looking after yourself again. And as soon as I got back into regular exercise, um, yeah, things got an awful lot better. Wow. Yeah. So there's always been, yeah, it's been an underlying, oh, I don't know. People often ask, so, you know, why, why do you run? Why do you run distances? And what are you running away from? Mm. <laughs> and I mean, there's, there's many answers to that, but I don't think I am. <laughs> there are many reasons but it's running towards i think rather than running away and, and there's a yeah it's i don't know what it is but there is definitely something that, that keeps me going and that drives me yeah exactly and so at first as well like it sounds like the the first marathon you did at london was a bit of a community thing in some ways like you did it with a couple of friends but i guess yep. after that you've kind of transitioned into uh, I mean, fundamentally, you have to do a lot of the training yourself when you're training mm. for these um, ultra trails anyway. But it does feel like it's transitioned more into you're doing this for yourself in many ways, like in terms of just health and just enjoyment and just, um, yeah, that's where your passion is. So, so, so yeah, you don't, you, you don't, you, there's less reliance on the kind of community aspect. Although at these races, the communities are like as good as anything I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and there's, it is a growing community, as you mentioned at the start. Yeah. There. And um, you do, there's a lot of regulars now. And there's, whilst the number of races is obviously increasing exponentially, there is still a, a group of, a core group that will, you will see, you'll always see a, a, a face. Yeah. Um, and even so, I was um, up in Snowdonia at the weekend. I was doing, um, I was doing reps of, of Snowden. Um, yeah, this is, I can't believe when you told me this once, I, uh, and you explained that you just ran up and down like Snowden. I was like, oh my god, that sounds awful. Yeah, <laughs> sounds, the first yeah, one yeah. sounds fantastic, but the I think the reps thing would would be a bit of a breaker for me. I, I I very rarely can just do laps. Like I would have to. I'm I'm often running somewhere, but you, yeah. that's okay. I mean, you, I mean, you know, you've got to get the miles in, I guess. But but that is. Well, it's it's the miles and the altitude, and I am. Yeah. I love Snowdonia and I love exploring Snowdonia, but um, I had a limited time this weekend. So rather than going and getting lost, it's it's almost yeah. easier. There are there are some very distinct paths up and down Snowdon. So I just go up one, <laughs> down another, up and then down down Watkin, up and then down Ranger, up and up. yeah. And, and you can do and it, it's fine. It's it's I'm not going to get lost. You know, nothing too untoward is going to happen. But um, it means I can. I know that I can do the miles, I can do the altitude, and it's not a problem. But even then, so I was just on my way back down, and I, I stopped to um, uh, fill a water bottle, and a couple of guys ran past, and I stopped. I, one of them was wearing a, a T-shirt for a Centurion running T-shirt. Oh, it's a nice T-shirt. I said, all oh, right, brilliant. What are you doing? Are you training for anything? And I said, oh, yeah, I'm training for this, this race, the Tour de Gion, which is it's not a niche race, but you, you wouldn't necessarily know about it. And this guy went, oh, wow, really? I ran that last year. This year, no, I'm right. running the, the Tour de Glacier, which is almost the bigger brother of the, the, wow. the Tour de Gion. So the Tour de Gion, 330 kilometers. The glaciers, it's 450 kilometers. So it's an extended route, to part of the same <laughs> race family. Oh, my um, gosh. So, yeah, you do. There is a community, and you do bump into people, even randomly running up a, 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 an obscure path up um snowden <laughs> on a sunday afternoon wow someone someone who's going to be in the same place at the same time running a very similar race you know? yeah and is um, this um so you've seen the community grow quite a bit in the uk then because obviously i've just been gone like for the past i don't know like six years um so although i've seen the rise um here in switzerland although i feel like it's, it's a lot of european people coming in from france and germany and italy etc probably more so mm-hmm. france and germany to be honest but um and obviously local Swiss, but yeah, it seems like it's also growing pretty quickly in the in the UK. Like, so you're seeing that as well. And there's also more races in the UK, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're springing up all the time. Uh, there's there are, quite oh, I don't know how many now, but there there are some core companies that put on ultra races. Whether it's Centurion running, um, there's. Uh, 
uh, GB Ultra. There's 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 hundreds now of of, uh, of companies all running incredibly well organized and very well attended races. So any weekend, or you, you can little Google will find you a a race which might just be a, a, a nice loop in the countryside. Uh, it might be oh, there's some there's some awful <laughs> some really like races like just going up and down a hill for example for oh yeah wow okay or, or um no there's one that just goes up and down a, a, along a tunnel so you're just running in the dark for however many miles um oh my god uh, there's there's um the, like there's there's a, a three peaks uh race but where you you um run the, and run between them between no. um yeah 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 between uh, ben nevis uh, scarfell and uh and Snowden. i've so, always i've always been intrigued of doing the uh the, the bike run um three peaks where you oh, cycle nice. between yeah. each one and then mm-hmm. you go up and down i've never done it but i've always been intrigued by that but running between them all how many i mean how many kilometers we're talking about that but oh. did, yeah that's a lot right no, I mean. it's a lot yeah 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 Exactly. So, so, and, you, and, yeah. and, and there's people that are doing them. I mean, this is the, this is the, the wonderfully crazy thing is that almost you know, if you build it, they'll come. The, the yeah. crazier the race directors and the, the the challenge, people will still do it. Um, yeah, I love that. And is yeah. it, um, what, do you, what do you put the growth down to? Is it? Um, I think well, I had a conversation about this the other day or a few weeks ago. Um, Whenever you've told someone you've done a marathon, their first question is often like, what was your time? Which mm. is like, have you hit your four hour mark or whatever else it might be? And, uh, or it's the second question, but like, it's very yeah. much like part of the, uh, the process of, um, of sharing, talking about it. Whereas like you never get asked what time you've done in these crazy events. Or, or even if you do, people have no idea what that even means to them anyway, because it's just a whole different ball game. Especially when you, you're including elevation and stuff, it's just not very obvious or not very easy for somebody to to ask that question. Do you think that's part of it that that, that the kind of marathon or the half marathon or your ten k, your five k, it is built a little bit around times per se, and 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 these new races are a bit more unique and. Um, it's less about that and it's more just about the experience or maybe, I don't know, it's also maybe about the community. What, what, do, what do you think? What's, the, what's your thinking on this? Um, you know, I think it's probably a bit of all of those things. I think that almost your, your road races and your, the road marathons are just so popular now. You, I mean, you can't run the London Marathon unless yeah, you're it's crazy to get in, right? insanely You've got... lucky. Yeah. 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 yeah so, other, obviously, other marathons are available, but even then, it's it's incredibly um, pressured. It's crowded, and also more and more that's become more and more more and more popular and more and more oversubscribed. So, I think it, there is like a, just a general um, uh, um, effect where everybody is is scaling up a little bit. So, you know so many people are doing marathons that you have to if you if you want to do something a little bit different then you've got to do something else and and also i think that because there are more trail races available it's just more accessible more accessible now um yeah and uh, um as it gains popularity then there is more of a community there's more um more availability more accessibility and it's just something new and for me personally I don't think I'll ever run a, a road marathon again. I I don't like the the time. Yeah. I don't I don't like always uh, looking at splits and and you know unless, and basically unless you can stop for lunch, I'm not interested. I, I and, know what you mean. I, yeah. I'm the same. Like I, I don't want to do a. I don't think I'll do a road marathon again. There's something really like crazy about these trail races. Like when I went, it was like sponsored by um, La Gruyere, the cheese uh, manufacturer. So like basically nice. every stop was basically just like a cheese hut. And I was like, how is this helping me run? Like I can't, <laughs> like I, I yeah. had like, Coca- like Coca-Cola and cheese. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how this is fueling me, but it's um, it's working somehow. But it, yeah, there's something very proper about um, a road marathon now, like the way that it's, it's done. But also I, I don't like mm-hmm. the idea of the time thing as well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's just generally it's a, it's a, a virtuous circle where it's it is more accessible and it's people are realizing that 
you can push those boundaries. And and the ultras are not as elite as as people once thought they were. Yeah. Um, and, and personally, I think if you can, as long as you're not injured, if you can run a marathon, you can run any distance. It's, mm, but as soon as you get past that 26 miles, then it becomes much more of a mental challenge as well as a, phy- a physical challenge. Yeah. Um, and then it's just, it's, it's one foot in front of the other. It's keeping going and being able to have the mental strength or the stubbornness to, to not stop. Yeah. And, and when you're, when you're starting to get into this, especially in your training or during the race, are you like, how, how are you monitoring, for example, your heart rate to make sure that you're like not going beyond zones? Or are you really going by feeling? Very much by feeling. Yeah. Wow, um, yeah. I, I, I used to do a lot of heart rate stuff. Um, I used to do a lot of nose breathing as well. So just running with your, with your mouth shut and controlling, oh, really? okay. controlling yeah. everything because you can't run. Uh, you, you, you have to run aerobically then it's got to be all in your, um, yeah. so you're, you're controlling your speed via, uh, via your breathing. But, but no, these days it's all just to feel I'd, run enough miles to to know what good feels like and and where the the boundaries are um one of the problems that i do have is that i live in a very flat place so um so so the 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 snowden weekends for example are are few and far between and when you're trying to train for something like the the utmb the ultra for the mont blanc or um, uh, the uh, Tour de Gion, which has got 27 vertical kilometers, um, over, oh my gosh. yeah, over 330 and 330 normal kilometers. It's, it's hard to train for that full stop, but it's in, even more harder to train for that when you live in somewhere like that. So, so then you, you, that sort of feel element is a lot harder to gauge because I just, my local hill takes three minutes to get up, not three hours. Yeah. So, so when you're quiet. not when you're not doing a snowdonia weekend, like during the week, for example, what, what are you doing? Are you are you doing like steps running? Are you are you just trying to put the miles in and just um, bank on yourself to make sure you get a good amount of hill running in when you can at the, at the weekends when when available? It's a combination of um, just miles, easy miles, um, and then uh, strength and conditioning. So lots of squats. Got lots of squats. Ah, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lots of squats. Um and, and then as yeah, some hill sessions, one good hill session a week, uh, where I'm just going up and down. Okay, it's only three minutes, but it's still I'll do as many reps as I can before I start to not be able to do the hill reps. <laughs> wow. And are you uh are you listening to music and stuff at this point? Especially if it's something like three minute hill reps consistently for i guess like how long are you doing that for um like, like half an hour an hour a couple of hours like what's the... yeah um, any between an hour and two hours yeah that because that is uh yeah are you are you just in the zone the whole time or are you um are you listening to music listening to a podcast how are you getting through that <laughs> whatever what sometimes sometimes music sometimes podcast um yeah anything anything it, it's um i don't have a formula Per se, but just whatever. Um, yeah, whatever, makes sense. Whatever, whatever floats the boat. And, and in this kind of area of ultra running, um, I think it's a bit different because I, I feel like when you do a lot of sports, sometimes you're inspired by like an individual. You're inspired by a certain athlete, or um, it's, I think it obviously it, it helps when you sometimes get into certain sports as a child, it's very easy to like have an idol and then, and then follow them or a team or whatever else it might be. And obviously often people are starting the ultra running uh, a lot later, but are there people out mm. there that you're like looking at? Are you like, um, even just like taking a look at their like Strava account, seeing like what they're running, like what's that? Like, are, are you looking, doing any of that to kind of get an idea of what's going on in and around you or, um, or some of the really high profile athletes, are you kind of doing any of that just to, to, to get that either inspiration or just help with the training? What's your relationship with that kind of looking up fellow athletes and, um, and potential like role models per se in the sport? Um, yes and no. I find the problem with that kind of thing is that 
my training is never going to be as good as theirs. And I will always feel um, substandard. I it will always feel like mm. I'm not doing enough compared to what a, either a professional or, I mean, to be, to be fair, most people. <laughs> I, yeah. I follow I, on Strava. Yeah. And it's really hard to not, to, to not fall into a bit of a negative headspace around you know, not I'm not doing enough compared to them I'm not doing the training and do you know what I am I'm doing I'm doing the best that I can with the time that yeah. I have working a full-time job um, with uh, with a family to, to to look after and you know, everything else and life just generally um, yeah exactly you, you, this you, know, you have to get up very early in the morning if you want to go and spend four or five hours running <laughs> yeah and, and, and to be fair i'm probably doing between 50 and 60 miles a week so it's not masses um but yeah a lot of people that you, it, you look at it adds it adds up though right i think a lot of people as well yeah. they like especially if they're not building up to a race per se then they'll really drop off until they need to pick it back up again and if you can just keep that aerobic base at a yeah. good level year round like you're in a pretty good like spot to really just boost it up quite quickly yeah yeah well that's the thing and i think particularly with ultras it's it's whilst obviously the the more recent training is is important it's also it's the years of running that you've got in your legs that, that you yeah. can pull back on and it's the experience and it's the, the the mental toughness as well as the the physical leg strength which oh, do you know what I'm, i think i'm really quite interested to see what effect if any um covid will have on general performance because i know i've i've had it twice three times maybe more not knowing about it and my lungs are shot my lungs are shot to pieces I yeah cannot. you had a you had a bad stint right was it yeah. was it both of them both times or, or one time it was particularly bad what was um the, the first time was particularly bad uh even though double waxed and not in, in, yeah not the the typical candidate for a a bad um a particularly bad experience but it, it it wasn't great i was left um i just couldn't think for about three weeks which oh, is weird. but wow. but it, what it has done is it's just it's left we left me unable to take a deep breath so when you're pushing mm. up a hill for example and you really want a you really yeah, want to find the bottom of your lungs yeah. they're just not there they're not there oh. at all um, which is so that's had a real impact on my training and has really made me take things a lot easier. So I can't push as hard as I I would do normally. But also I've run a couple of races since then, and and I, because I haven't been able to push as hard, it's almost it's that um, tortoise and hare thing. So yeah, a typical I would have been the hare, but now I'm trying to be the fastest tortoise. Um, and, and and having lungs that don't work as well as they have done in the past means that I, I can't go quick out of the gate. So I do have to uh, take it slow, but then ideally be consistently slow. And, and so that's, that's been a real change of mindset, both in training, but also in, in running and in racing. Um, yeah it, i mean it could yeah as you said like it could almost be a benefit in the long term i guess to kind of at least uh have that approach of like starting a bit slower it could actually adapt how you run some of these longer ones in in the future yeah i think so i think so i mean and ironically that was the, the first bit of advice that this guy that i met in in snowden at the uh, at the weekend who was running yeah who has run the, the tour de Gion, and i i said to be honest whilst we we're having this chat I said, I'm actually I'm I'm terrified about this race because it's it is a big one and um, he his advice was that just just take the first half just take it slow as soon as you get halfway then you know you've got it done and then you can just cruise <laughs> that's, that's and, a and wild that, thing for someone to say from a 330 kilometer race get to halfway so you've done your 165 <laughs> or whatever and yeah you're pretty much done oh, that yeah. is that is yeah, yeah. I mean it's uh, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean though. No matter what, it doesn't matter what you're doing. As long as you get past halfway, there is a mental thing there that's like, okay, you're past halfway. Yeah. <laughs> We're on the whole street here. Yeah. And, and that's, 
that works really well for me. So every race that I run, as soon as I get to halfway, it just gets easier. And, and then I, I know I'm counting down rather than counting up. And to, uh, yeah, up to this point, every race I've got, well, I've only DNF'd, didn't finish one race. And that was out of choice rather than anything else, basically because I ran out of time and I had to, out of the commitments I had to get home for. But um, uh, if I got halfway, then yeah, then it's, then I'm happy that I can just keep it going yeah. and, and finish. But yeah, there's, there's, there are all kinds of craziness associated with, with the ultra run so i did a i ran um the offers dyke path and that's the the path between england and wales so you start down right. in chepstow and you run oh it's, it's uh 300 kilometers up to Prostatum on the north coast oh my god and um it starts on a friday night and so we're, we're off, we're, off we go and we're just chatting away all happy at the start and how many how are they let's like, just set the scenes how many people are like here and what time are you starting it's all it's probably it's, it's, it's dark, right? So you've just got your head torches on, and you are like. So it was, this was it was five p.m. on a Friday. Was the start. Okay, so, yeah. So it's 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 yeah, it's getting it's starting to, to move. Yeah, the and there were. And then how many people there? Yeah, hundred, about hundred hundred starters. Wow. Um, and off you go, and, and so having a chat, and you know, typically these kind of things are you know what's what is, what what time are you looking for. And you know, normally mm. in a five k or whatever, a, a marathon, then you've got to. But this is a uh, Monday. I'd quite like to finish on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, just having that, oh having gosh. that mindset that you're going to be running yeah. for four days, well, three days, whatever it is. It's yeah. um, you've got to get your head around that. Otherwise, it's it's and, makes it very difficult to keep going. And, and so you set, so you're setting off, and. Um... Uh, I, I use already talking beforehand about potentially like getting a running partner. Are you going to, are you already intent mentally beforehand on, I'm just going to run this alone. What's the, yeah. What's your thinking there and how common is it to run with another person? Because I mean, it would be so difficult because over such a long period of time, everyone's pace is so, is so different. Just a couple of seconds, a kilometer even just makes a difference to like everything. So how are you? Yeah, doing that? no, absolutely. So um, uh, you, I'm, personally, I I think you have to set out to run it alone. Yeah. Um, because you're right. You're you're never. The last race I ran um, was uh, in Annecy. So, um, beautiful race uh, around uh, around the lake there. And I started with a good friend of mine, and we were next to each other right at the start. And I planned to run with her for as long as possible. I lost her within five seconds. Literally, as soon yeah. as as soon as everyone started running, gone. Didn't see her again. Yeah. Um. So and, and especially over you're right, over those distances, you can't expect to to run the same pace as everybody as anybody else. You never yeah, exactly. will. You. I'm faster downhill. I'm quite slow uphill. Um. Other people the other way around, and and so on. So, I think what typically happens is that you will find people throughout the course of the race that you match pace with. And then mm. you can stop and you can chat with them or not, as the case may be. Um, some people that you, you and some, you know, sometimes you're in the, the frame of mind to have a chat. Other times, you know, I'm, I'm knackered. <laughs> I just want to be <laughs> in, in my own space and my own head. And that's the only way to do it. I know some people who, when they are racing, will specifically go out of their way to, to talk to other people, but to ask really open-ended questions. So that other person just talks and talks and talks, and then you can you get the jump on them because they're, they're, <laughs> they're knackered because they've been talking for too long. And you can just, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. You can whiz past them. The mind so, yeah, game's already. Yeah. I know. I know. Make sure you're <laughs> up then question. Yeah, make sure they're talking. Let's get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, I, I, I'm not in that league. But, but, but people do it. People do it. And so, so you um, so let's go back to this race you did. It was it's so, it's so far this is the longest one, uh, the three hundred kilometer one before the one that you're doing soon. Was that the longest? Um, in one go, yes, yes. yeah. So um, in that race, um, there were ten stops along the way, aid stations along the way, and you can choose to, to sleep where you want. So, um, so that took what seventy something hours. So I started on Friday evening, finished on Monday evening. And I had wow. three, three two-hour sleeps along the way. 
Oh my gosh, three hour, three two hour sleeps. And how yeah. are you? How are you? How are you sleeping? Like, have you? Are you taking a, like a sleeping bag with you? Like, what are you doing? Is there like places to? Have they got places for you? Like a little little mattresses yeah. to sleep on? Yeah, 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 the, yeah, exactly. So typically, it's like a it's a village hall or a church hall or something like that that they've hired, right? Um, and put some camp beds in. So, um, I did have a, a silk sleeping bag that I took with me. And yeah, yeah. You just you pile in, you set an alarm, you set your phone and watch and everything on to charge um for two hours and then try and have a sleep but during the week like i mean uh, even if when i have to set my alarm and i have to be up in like five or six hours that's a killer for me and that's mm. just like without doing all the running <laughs> two, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. a two hour a two hour um wake up is is wild like how do you how did you get to that time that you know that would work and um, is that common? Like, how? What's the most common weird? And how are you feeling after two hours? I mean, oh, that must be brutal <laughs> when you first wake yeah. up. It, yes, yes, yeah. It's not very nice. It's not very nice. Um, uh, different people have different strategies. To be honest, um, uh, I know some people that will stop and have a proper eight-hour sleep. Um, yeah. In fact, there was a, a, a race I did uh, in Switzerland, the uh, Ultra Tour Monte Rosa, which Oh yeah, around. I know the Monte Rosa. Yeah, yeah. Chris, yeah, nice. is that the one? Is that the one that um that that Chris did? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Oh, did he, he yeah, did yeah. a different vari- variation? Did he? But it was he, the same. Yeah, race, he, right? he did the stage race. So um, it's yeah, same same route, but over four days. Uh, I did it in a in a one. Um, oh my gosh! And yeah. I think Chris actually I, told me that that you're going to do it in a one. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a stunning route, a beautiful route. That said, if you do it over four days, then you get to run it all during the day so you can see the route mm. and it's, yeah it's, it's arguably a lot nicer than trying to do it in one um but um obviously if you do it over four days you don't get the same pain cave as you do yeah uh, exactly trying to do it in, in one go but um but there uh, so i just did that essentially in one go but i know someone who yeah stopped had a full eight hours and actually finished only minutes behind me 10 maybe 20 minutes behind me so Different strategies work for, for different people. Um, wow! It's, all about, it's about I think how you the the what you're used to and how you're feeling on the day and yeah what what uh, what works for you. Yeah, and and from the races that you've done over the years, what have been some kind of what's been some of the moments that have stood out? Like whether it be an injury, a, a feeling, or like a, or even just a a certain race, the kind of aesthetics of it like what are some moments that really stand out to you when you look back at some of these races and also maybe just for context like how many races have you actually done like over this ultra um like ultra kind of level uh so i've probably done i don't know maybe 30 races thereabouts. wow 30, 30 ultras oh, but that's over the last eight years so um yeah, I've done I've done quite a few. Some are bigger than others, obviously. Um, I think some of the oh, they're all different. They all have their own um, moments of just absolute brilliance. Um, something that I'll always remember uh, from the UTMB, which is the, the hundred mile around the um, Mont Blanc. Uh, so starts and finishes in Chamonix, and it is it's pretty much the Olympics of of ultra yeah it is right it's yeah yeah, it's and it's just and the finish to that race is just insane because you there's thousands of people out on the street and you you come through the tunnel which goes for maybe half a mile through salmony and it's just incredible and and the finish for that so i mean that wasn't one of my best races i for some reason when i ran that i was i was very much a, a a um, minimalist or, or barefoot um, runner, and I ran uh, the UTMB in a pair of five fingers. Did you? The toe, the toe shoes. Oh my gosh! Different. Yeah, and the, yeah, yeah, and there's very little um, sole, basically. I mean, it's interesting yeah. that uh, we'll go into this in a minute, but like, I, I, there's a, the, the whole trainer kind of universe in trail running is pretty interesting now. <laughs> like some yeah. of them have got like that, like the hawkers look massive the way that they've got a lot of padding going on. Yeah. Whereas, like a lot of the uh, like last sportivas and stuff, pretty much more technical, I guess you would call it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, better than me. But 
yeah, that whole kind of space is is interesting. But doing them in bare foot trainers is pretty wild. What led you to that decision? <laughs> That's a very good question. I just really want to feel the nature. I want to, I want to yeah. feel every step of yeah. this. I'll yeah, remember yeah, it forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so at the time, yeah, I, as I say, I was quite a purist in, in that way and uh, thought that barefoot was the way. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 I mean, it hurt. It hurt quite a lot. Uh, but I did it. I finished it, obviously, and it was... Um, uh, I enjoyed most of it. I wouldn't do it again. Uh, in, in, you wouldn't do the uh, UTMB again? Uh, not in Bedford. Not with it. Yeah, no, 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 no. Not in Bedford. No. <laughs> exactly. I've, I've learned now. Um, yeah. So, but that was quite an achievement. And running in, in stupid shoes. Uh, and and then, yeah, as I say, the finish is quite, it's quite amazing. Um, there's another race that really stands out is a stage race um, through Wales, which is the, the Dragon's Back. Okay. Um, yeah, so I haven't it's heard a, of that one. It's a well, I think it was a four-day. It's now a five-day stage race. So you um, you start on the I think in Conway and you run through Snowdonia, um, and then you you so you run your your distance, whatever it is, thirty miles, fifty miles, fifty miles, etc. But then you you stop at a big campsite and they have you know, maybe there's eight hundred people running. They have a whole bunch of tents, eight people in a tent uh, at the start of the week. Um, and then you um, you camp, you eat there, and they, they obviously have catering and so on. But and it's a real party atmosphere. But at the same time, because you are you're out for a week and you just you just run, and it's it's a strange combination of both the hardest thing I've ever done and the best holiday I've ever had, because you're so. <laughs> You're so taken away from reality, and you're out in the Welsh yeah. hills, and you've got you know, you're, you're, all you're doing is you're just running throughout the day. There's no very little mobile phone signal, so you, you're just completely devoid of anything apart from your own thoughts. And most of those then are about running. So you're, you run and run throughout the day, and then when you stop, when you get to camp, then it's about right. Get myself ready for tomorrow. Get some food. Get some rest. Wow! And so, you, so you're just in a complete bubble. It's brilliant. And that that feeling. So you're you're running along, and you just said that a lot of the time you're thinking about running. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that yeah. is that what you're like? What are you thinking about? Like, if you're running from a Friday till a Monday, and you're and you've only slept six hours, um, what are you thinking about? Like, and have <laughs> yes, you got strategies yeah. for how you for how you think? And uh, would you almost give yourself a task? Be like, oh, do you know what? I'm going to think about this for a few hours this weekend, and then by Monday, I'll probably have an answer. Like, what's your? Um... Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and there's, there's you know, there's, I'm sure I can't remember who's, who's uh, attributed to this quote, but basically, if you've got a problem that you can't resolve over the course of four hours, you're probably never going to resolve it. Um, so, uh, if yeah, try and have a um, some kind of some some things to think about as you go. Yeah. Um, but then, ah, oh, there's, I can't, there was it, there's a guy called Tim Galway, I think, who wrote a book called The Inner Game of Tennis. And mm, okay. he's yeah. all about trying to separate your, um, th- th- your two different selves. So your, um, uh, your conscious and your unconscious self. So basically, if yeah. you know how to play tennis, then you basically you just need to tell your conscious mind to shut up. Because if you're there beating yourself up, going, oh, you were rubbish that shot. This time, do it this way. Hit it harder. Hit it like this. Then, then, then you will not play as well as if you're able to shut that voice down and just hit the ball. You'll, as long as you mechanically know how to hit the ball, your brain is good enough that it will be able to hit a good shot for you as long as you mm. don't overthink it. So a lot of it is trying to just shut off the negative talk. Because you can talk yourself out of these things very, very easily. You can make yourself stop. If I you imagine, yourself. yeah. And you've only had one ah, not finish in, in 30 races. Mm. That's pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty yeah. extraordinary. If yeah, you think I'm, about I'm, it, like because of the, I mean, that ratio in the whole ultra trail running world must be like really low because there's injuries, there's weather, there is um, mm. 
just all sorts of things, but sick. Like, I mean, it's, it's, uh, what do you attribute that to in terms of your mind? Because your mind is just allowing you to keep going somehow, or it's enabling you to keep pushing. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have been lucky and I, I haven't picked up any major injuries along the way. I've, I've, um, I've got a good, a good team behind me in terms of my, um, uh, my performance coaches, <laughs> whether that's from a, a running form point of view, um, yeah. uh, or a, um, just a, a general coaching plan point of view. Um, so I've got, I have got away very lightly in terms of injuries, but then I think it's a combination of just of, of stubbornness and of, of just wanting to just wanting to finish, you know, and, and mm. I suppose um, just knowing that Eve, no matter how broken you think you are, there's always a bit more that you can find. And that's, you know, that, one of the things that I really love about this and what keeps me going is this whole, just the idea of, of exploration, both from a, um, a physical like location point of view. So getting to see whales, for example, getting to yeah, run around yeah, yeah. the Matterhorn, run around um, Mont Blanc, run around the, the, um, you know, the Italian Alps for, for five days. Yeah. Wow. I mean, just the, the exploration is stunning. But then there's also the, the physical exploration and how how hard can you push? How how fast? How far? How how long can you go until things start to, to hurt? And then mentally, and, and this is the fascinating side of it for me, when things do start to hurt, how do you how how can you, how can one, how can we as a as a as a race, you know, what tactics can you employ to to get through it and is it a case of just smiling for example or is it a mm. case of you know how uh, how do you, you you keep going when actually most parts of your body are screaming for you to stop yeah and yet you can still keep going because if uh, let's just say it's 300 kilometer race you're at kilometer number 50 your body's already like hey like i'm just i'm not after i'm not good today you're not going to make it. You're still 250 kilometers away from finishing. Let's just call it a day. What tactics are you employing to be like, no, shut up. Like, uh, I'm going to smile or I'm like, I'm just going to get to the next 10 kilometers. Like, what's your, what are you, are you almost talking to yourself? Are you, what's the, how are you, what are you doing? What are you saying? What's your, what's your tactics? Um, uh, yeah, a combination of, right, get to the next rock, get to the next checkpoint get to the next there's always um a next objective and it might just be just one more step just take one more step mm. don't give up yet. one more step one more step run to the next lamppost you know all those things that you but you, you practice those in or i practice those in training yeah um, and so when you're broken right okay just run to that run a little bit further go to that next place um but i think i also it's a combination of general stubbornness and not wanting to have to admit to myself that I can't do it, but also not wanting to being a bit of a people pleaser and not wanting to let other people down. Mm, and I know yeah. that a lot of people have made sacrifices for me to be able to, to do these things and to specifically yeah. to do that race, the training that I've put in the hours that I've been away, the things I've missed. Um, and, and then, yeah, the, the effort that people have, gone to help me um and then also just the fact that you know you are incredibly lucky or i am incredibly lucky to to be able to to be in that situation to be able to to be in the hills in the first place to afford to have the the kit and the everything that goes with it and to yeah um and then just and, and to be able to do it you know to have the the um legs <laughs> so, <laughs> to have the to have the, the the physical um capability to just to be there and you know what it seems a shame to waste it so just just keep going and, yeah. and suck it up and you can always you can always go further than you think you can even when you think you're broken you're only about 40 percent broken yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's that isn't there a uh, 
I've listened to David Goggins before. I'm not sure if he's like, I feel like he's one of those characters that like, um, I, do, I have no idea because I've never spoken to anyone about him, but like whether or not he's um, like a real big influence in something like ultra trail running, or he's just like an influence for the people that don't know trail running. And he's like kind of a representative. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. because people, when you're in something, there's often like somebody that everyone knows. Ah, oh, you, you need to check out this person and see what they're running. And then there's like the kind of outspoken one, which is like the face to the rest of the world, if that makes sense. This is a bit off topic, but uh, but I feel like he's. Yeah, I feel like he's also said like the whole. I think I don't know what percentage he said, but I think it's probably something like forty percent rule, something like that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like 60 I left to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm very aware of Goggins. I don't, I've never read or seen any of his of his work. So, yeah. Um, but you're right. There's a massive debate about is he the the best? Is he the you know, the, the toughest, the, the the strongest, the most ultra? And uh, no. <laughs> I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure there's all these debates, right? There's yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the greatest of all time? I mean, there's yeah. so many. There is so many good. Um, runners, there's so many ambassadors, and but the beauty of it is that there's space for all of these characters because everything's different. And yeah, and specifically in, in in trail running, back to our, our where we started with road marathons. Actually, you know, they they are very similar. They're typically flat, city based, um, and you know, obviously the same distance. Um, yeah, and so. But with trail running, this the Eiger is so different to any other race um, in every in every way. Um, yeah, so, this is so, really fascinating as well, right? Because of like just that dynamic of like climate, uh, the, the hill, the, the, the elevation you're going to have to climb. Like what some, some of the ones in the US are like, where you run through like a Death Valley or something, and it's like <laughs> yeah, know, four, yeah. forty degrees Celsius, and then yeah. here you're going to be you're going to like reach snow. So like yeah. that is very that is very unique. Do you think there is space though for like I mean I guess UTMB uh, is probably the closest thing to like the World Cup or the Olympics I guess. But is there space for something like a like like a focal point of of, of this entire sport that's the mecca, you know, or is it actually still just better off um, having so many well-known, reputable races but have completely different um, yeah, different, different everything. Uh, so, so basically, you would never end up with the same winner, um, depending on where you are. But what's your feeling on that? There's, there's absolutely space for for all of the things. I mean, so I actually, you know, I don't think I would run the UTMB again, uh, even in yeah. even in even in different shoes, because it is it's just too big now, and it's too. Yeah, yeah. It's almost the first. I don't know how long. I don't know, the first half maybe. It's just, it's all one big conga line of people with their poles just going up hills. Um, yeah. Because you've got 2,000 people all trying to run on that same little bit of single track trail. Whereas some of the smaller races, so um, the Ultra Tour Monte Rosa, similar distance, but a much smaller field. It's maybe, I don't know. 150 200 people wow okay so, yeah, yeah so you have that and and it's it's more it's a less well-trodden trail and it's, a, it's so as a result it's a little bit more technical when you do go across the glacier and oh. it's just it offers very much a, a very similar challenge but but with an extra level of uh, adventure i think yeah. because you're not just following that you know the, the trail and and you at times you don't see anybody whereas at utmb you there, there are always people around so yeah there's absolutely there's there's so much space um and, and I, I think that the challenges keep getting bigger and they keep getting um not necessarily better but but different in terms of the race formats in terms of just the challenges that people are doing and i think like the, the covid um uh, the thing, for example, obviously put a, a, a bit of a kibosh on most races. So then um, there was a lot of then a, a shift towards the fastest known times and people just going off and doing their own, mm, having their own adventures yeah. on trails. Um, I had my own thing. So I, I decided I was going to go and run six different ways. 
So around where I live, we have things like the, the Ridgeway, the Chilton Way, um, the Swan Way, um, the whole bunch of the Oxfordshire Way. So I decided I was going to go and run uh, six of these different ways. And they're all, I think the, the shortest is 75 miles. The longest, which I haven't done yet, um, is about 235 miles, which is the King Alfred Way, which is a oh big stretch around, uh, um, around the... Uh, it takes in the North Downs Way, the South Downs Way, the Thames Path, the Ridgeway. Brilliant set of trails that have been joined up um, essentially for a cycle route, but, but also yeah. makes a great race route. So I'm planning to do that next summer. That's my, my challenge to, to finish those six different ways. But so again, it's, again, it's just it's running. It's running for fun, but outside of a um, a race environment. Um, yeah. But still offers still offers a challenge. Still offers that same um, set of circumstances that you find yourself in, where actually you run a flipping long way. You really want to stop, <laughs> but you really don't want to stop. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and going back to your point before about. Um... There's like an element of when you're racing, you don't want to let somebody down. It's another good tactic, effectively, to keep, to keep you going and things. But this like resilience and this um, ability to keep going at these distances, it is very like it's a minority of people. Like there's still not that many in the scheme of things of people doing mm. the ultras and yeah, and even yeah. thinking about getting into them. Is, does that translate into other parts of your life, or is that is that energy focused in and around the running because or, or has it even over time crossed over and impacted your um who you are your personality how you just face different challenges in your everyday life like what's that relationship between the runner that's you and the dad and worker and friend you it, are they two different people or are they like um or is it all one Oh, that's, that's a very good question. So, uh, I, I, I would say it's all one, actually. I, I, I can't split them. So there's always... There, I've never been very good at, at kind of letting things go, if you like. Once mm, I want to start something. Yeah. Kind of, I, I like to finish it. And so I think that there is definitely a theme of um yeah stubbornness I, i'm going to say stubbornness just because for want of a, of a better word but um i i will always certainly in, in a work environment i will put in the night or the all-nighter if, if you need to to get something done i don't like being in the one in fact i don't think i've tried desperately hard not to stitch people up <laughs> so I, I will always do that extra that extra shift to make sure that it's what i do is is done and it's done well and I think that that does translate very nicely into into running. Yeah, um, that is interesting. Is. And do you think? And do you think that um, sport uh, running? Because you, essentially, you could you could have ended up doing something along the similar lines, but with like, for example, on a bike or with a triathlon route or other areas. Running really feels like it was your calling, though. Do, do you do you think it would have been? Why running so much versus some of the others? And have you expanded out into some of the others? Like, ah, like why would I not try a duathlon or the triathlon or whatever else it might mm. be? Like, there's the Ironman kind of dynamic. You, you probably, your body would, would be equipped um, yeah, to do something yeah, yeah. like that as long as you put that extra mm. training. But but it's it seems like it, the running is really, it's it's you. So, so. Yeah, that's, what's, that's really what's what's got me. And I think it's partly because... Um, the trail, just because it gets you out, it gets you out into the wilderness. And um, I think I spent too long cycling around London back in the day when I lived in London. <laughs> that, that I, that's really put me off cycling. I'm not, I'm certainly not a road biker. I, I, I've done a fair amount of trail riding, but yeah. just, they just don't interest me. I, I'm, I don't know why. Um, mostly because probably I can't be bothered to train for three sports. <laughs> it's bad enough just uh, putting the hours in for, for the run. But um, uh, it'll, it'll come. I think one day I, I, I will have a go. Um, yeah. 
but yeah i'm at the moment uh i'm just i there's something about being able to just put your shoes on and there is something very pure about it isn't there there's something very yeah. pure about running because also it's it's the most accessible of all sports as long as you've got yes. trainers so yeah there's something very yeah, yeah. very pure about that feeling of running and um and even if you're in a race, I mean, yeah, I don't expect you to be the same to have this personality trait at all anyway, but like when you're like comparing or racing against others in some of the others, like biking, oh, they've got a better bike, they've got a uh, better gear, whatever else it might be. Mm-hmm. This is, yeah, you can have slightly better trainers, but the reality is over 300 kilometers, <laughs> you're going to find yeah. out who's cool anyway. <laughs> doesn't really, uh, doesn't really matter. So, so I guess, um, but anyway, moving, so looking ahead, we've got this next big one. When is that? Uh, that is uh, September, 11th of September, that starts. Oh, my gosh. So, so how's training going? Okay. Four weeks. Um, uh, yeah, okay, actually. I mean, I'm, I am I never feel like I've done enough. Um, but I think, I've, I've, I think I'll be okay. Um, I'm, I'm so excited to have the opportunity to go and run around the Italian Alps. So you start finishing in Cormier, and it's a big old loop. Um, and yeah, I'm again, you know, it's going to be an amazing challenge, but it's also a week's holiday. And yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to finish. So I'm going to complete. I won't be competing. <laughs> it's not, I'm not <laughs> near the, uh, anywhere near the sharp end of this one. Um, but yeah, I think it's going all right. I'm, I'm, I'm putting the, just about putting the hours in. I'm doing, I think, the bare minimum to, to, Put me in a to be able to finish yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 wow and um so i think we might start wrapping it up soon but one of my friends who uh, has listened to one or two of these episodes has asked me to kind of ask a recurring question for mm. future guests uh so i'd be interested to get your thoughts but like i guess based on your kind of journey to date the kind of different paths you've taken what would be the kind of one piece of advice you would give to someone who's who's thinking about whether it be a new adventure or a new sport or a, or just a new journey, you know, if they're they're going to change things up, what 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 would you say? How would you, what would you pass on? Um, uh, I think I think you've got to enjoy it. That's the most important thing. It's really hard to do these things. Yeah, and even more so if it's. If it's a if it's a burden, so you know if you don't if you don't enjoy running, don't sign up for a marathon. <laughs> but if you enjoy yeah. running, absolutely grasp it and and do it as much as you as much as you can because the if, as soon as you find something that you enjoy, then oh my goodness, you've got to grab it and go with it because you your the opportunities to do these things are relatively limited and. Uh, it does get harder as you get older and as you get more responsibilities and a bigger mortgage and, you know, kids and so on. And so grasp it while you can. And if you do find something that you've got a passion for, then my goodness, make the most of it because you will regret it if you don't. And uh, I, I feel so lucky to have found running and to, to enjoy it and for it to be now such an integral part of, of what I do. I don't, I don't, I never don't want to go on a run. <laughs> you know, oh, I always, always yeah. even if it's hammering down the rain or, or today where it's a little bit warmer, um, it's, I, I, yeah, I, I, something, I, I, I'm lucky enough to have the enjoyment to just go out or, or to be able to find enjoyment in it. Um, and, and then to be able to, as a result, then to be able to push it and to want to go and run 330 kilometers around the Italian Alps and, and wow. for it to be a holiday. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, is. Most people listening to this are going to be like, what is he talking about? How is he, how's that holiday? But uh, I, I can, <laughs> I can hear you. I can hear yeah. you through it. I, uh, I don't, I'm not sure I've got one, which I have found at such a passion for 300 kilometers, but, um, but yeah, lovely advice and um, wonderful catching up. Pip, we'll probably close, close it out there, but thanks very much for chatting. And um, yeah, d- give me a shout next time you're out in Switzerland. Uh, we can do a 10K, not a 300, <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah, perfect. But yeah. it'll be a, a 10K where we, uh, where we stop for an ice cream halfway. Exactly. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, thank you so much, and I will catch up with you soon. 
brilliant. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Good to see you Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening, everyone. Beyond the Adventure is available on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit beyondtheadventure.com for all the relevant links. If you get a moment, please share with your friends and family. And finally, if you or someone you know would like to come onto the podcast, please reach out to me either by email on gareth at beyondtheadventure.com through the website of beyondtheadventure.com or reach out via my personal social media. My handles across Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn are all Gareth Brown UK. Thanks again everyone and bye for now.